Thank you so much for your words of welcome. And I want to begin by just saying how very delighted I am to be here today. Now, some of you have heard that phrase or read that phrase from me several times over the past few months, and it is still absolutely true. It is good to be here at Tyndale University at the start of a new academic year. It is good to be gathered for opening convocation to worship, celebrate, and commit to the coming year as a community of faith. And it is good to welcome each and every student into your programs, whether you are just beginning your journey here or returning to continue or perhaps conclude your studies this year. Welcome. It is good to be here. What a strange six months it has been since the pandemic was declared and life changed for all of us. Classes went from on campus to online almost overnight, and our faculty and staff did an outstanding switch um, over the course of a couple of days so that students could finish well and not be held back from future plans. But, you know, it seems that every aspect of our lives, in one way or another, has been touched. Whether it's the way we go grocery shopping, working from home, vacation plans, worship, and any number of other aspects of our daily experience. But these six months haven't only been about a pandemic. Around the world, there have been natural disasters, political unrest, elections in the midst of COVID restrictions, and tragedies that have resulted in significant loss of life. There's also been internationally a revitalized Black Lives Matter movement and calls for action to ensure justice and equity. And these are just a sample of the headlines since the middle of March. It can all become a bit overwhelming. There is no doubt this is an exceptional time in our country and our world, and it requires both courage and grace and the wisdom to hold those in tension. But it does not have to be a time of despair. I've titled my remarks this morning as Living the Mission, and so let's look at that for the next few moments together. Just a few weeks ago, our campus cabinet, the senior leadership team, met for a full day of planning. Dr. Arnold Neufeld Fast led our opening devotions, focusing us on Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3. Now, at that time, I knew where I wanted to center my thoughts this morning, but I hadn't yet settled on the scripture. And Dr. Neufeld Fast's devotion that morning has contributed to our time together. So thank you for that contribution. But listen to these words again from the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, 
and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Isaiah recorded these words. And centuries later, in Luke chapter 4, we hear again Jesus quoting verses 1 and 2 from Isaiah in a synagogue as he was beginning his ministry. We could spend an entire term reflecting on these three verses, but let's just consider briefly what they can say to us today in this current context of change and uncertainty. First, we see that the Lord has called us to say something, to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for captives, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. These are all proclamations of good news. In our context today, we can take from these verses that there is a call to speak hope to each other and to those around us. But we also see that words are not enough. Each of these three calls to proclaim a message of hope is followed by calls to action, to bind up, to release, to comfort, to provide, to bestow. Verse 3 calls us to bestow on those who are suffering a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. The spirit of despair is often held within for those who are suffering, a garment of praise has the capacity to wrap around that despair, to hold that person in safety and security, and move us from being all talk and no action into living out God's presence with and for others. It is what James spoke of as well. In James chapter 2, verse 25, he says this, Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom— and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. They will be blessed in what they do. And there's a song called God of Justice by Tim Hughes. And to me, there is a very haunting line in the chorus that says, keep us from just singing, move us into action. And with that thought, I now want to move us to our New Testament reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And specifically, Verse 21, test everything, hold on to the good. It just so happens that this is one of my favorite Bible verses, partly because it resonates with the way I learn and process things. Test everything. It doesn't say try everything. It doesn't say throw out or do away with everything that has been learned and has, has, and has helped. It says test everything. Hold on to the good. Perhaps we can also say let go of the things that do not help, that are not good, or that don't pass the test. We are beginning a new academic year in the middle of a pandemic, with international political unrest, natural disasters around the world, accidents, tragedy, and sometimes humanity's aggression and disregard for others. But here today, in this community, 
I am inviting us to be diligent in living out our mission as we enter into this academic year. Many of you have heard me read this statement already over the past few weeks, so I'm going to ask you to listen once more. Our mission statement says this, Tyndale is dedicated to the pursuit of truth, to excellence in teaching, learning, and research, for the enriching of mind, heart, and character, to serve the Church and the world for the glory of God. I am inviting each of us to pursue truth that will enrich minds, hearts, and character. I am inviting each of us to live out what we already know and to demonstrate a renewed commitment for justice and dignity for every person as we serve the Church and the world for the glory of God, not just by what we say, although that's a start, but by what we do, by what we challenge each other to become in Christ through rigorous scholarship and debate, respectful dialogue, listening, and grace. There is important research to be done on current issues that will take time and careful reflection. And as an institution of higher education, we value and uphold that kind of research. We can also act on our mission now. There is education and development needed to understand the complexity of the issues impacting us in our world. We can also live our mission now. There may very well be policy to be written or, or revised. We can also act now in alignment with our mission and on the basis of policies already in place. There is ample reason for people to feel anxious, discouraged, perhaps angry for what is taking place all around us. And there is no shame in that. That is our humanity. And I would be remiss if I do not say today, at any time, if you need assistance, tell someone so help can be provided. If you need help, tell someone. Few of us would choose the circumstances that 2020 has presented, but we are here, and God is here, and we have the opportunity to choose how we respond as a community as we dedicate ourselves to our mission, to the pursuit of truth, to excellence in teaching, learning, and research for the enriching of mind, heart, and character to serve the Church and the world for the glory of God. We can hold the concerns of our times even as we speak hope to each other in Christ and bestow on each other a garment of praise. I believe that our greatest calling is to be like Jesus. For that reason, as we begin this academic year, let us strive to be our best selves for the Lord, for each other, and for the world around us. I began my comments with the statement that I am delighted to be here, and I am, because I believe that hand-in-hand hand with our commitment to learning and scholarship, combined with the diversity of perspectives, experience, and context that are represented on this campus, we share the common interest 
to be changed by God's Spirit, to extend God's grace and love to every person, to encourage each other, to be God's hands and feet in our communities, and to constructively challenge each other to be better. And we do that in the certainty that God is faithful and he will do it. God bless you.